Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Buckeyes Tomorrow Morning for Thursday, April 27th. I'm your host, Tom Moore. The Indiana game is in 129 days. The game against Michigan in 213 days. And oh boy, is there stuff to talk about today. NFL draft starts today. A very important visit for the Ohio State in the transfer portal starts today. Another uh, Buckeye entered the transfer portal yesterday. Another one entered the day before that. We're going to be talking about all that stuff and much more today with our good buddy Kevin Noon. Kevin, I guess let's start with the news of the visit that is coming today for Ohio State in the transfer portal. I think we all know the big position of need coming out of spring is offensive tackle. They have an offensive tackle visiting today. It's Josh Simmons. He is the guy who talked about before uh, with Alex Gleitman uh, and, you know, someone who has sort of been a name that you've heard around this a lot. Alex has been all over this on the huddle board at BuckeyeHuddle.com. Three years of eligibility left. He is arriving today for his visit. What should people know about Josh Simmons from San Diego State University? Well, I think if you're an Ohio State fan, what you know is he wasn't somebody that went through spring. So therefore, he's got to be better than everybody else that we've seen because uh, we feel that the portal is this great cure-all. But, you know, when you look at Simmons, he started 13 games last year at, at, at right tackle for the Aztecs. He was recruited by UCLA when Justin Fry was there. Big 300-pounder certainly has a lot of interest because there's a lot of demand out there for offensive tackles. So, um, you know, I think it's an important visit. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I think it's a two-way interview. Ohio State needs to gauge his interest, and he needs to gauge Ohio State's interest. I mean, sure, it's great that you're coming out on an official visit and all, but, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about a guy that was recruited by one position coach a couple few years ago. You have to check a lot of things out, but... Uh, you know, I think if Ohio State wants this to move forward, it, I think it would move forward in a pretty quick pace. Yeah, it does feel like that's, you know, something that it, there is a need there. And if he feels that's a good fit, this could be a very short recruitment if uh, the parties agree. If you are a PFF person, uh, he graded out better as a pass blocker than a run blocker at uh, Pro Football Focus last year. So that's kind of interesting because it does feel like pass pro is the area where there was maybe the most concern for Ohio State out of that tackle position. So definitely someone to, someone to keep an eye on and a uh, pretty significant visit. We had talked on the uh, huddle board at BuckeyeHuddle.com a little while ago about the fact that there were maybe, seemed like there were sort of two tackle uh, prospects that the Buckeyes had maybe kind of zeroed in on. And with uh, Simmons being someone who had more or less made it known that he was going to be in the portal and being someone with whom Justin Fry had a pre-existing relationship when he was getting recruited out of high school, feels like this is probably one of those two. So that's uh, it's definitely something to keep an eye on there, and we could have could have news on the transfer portal front uh, as soon as this weekend for Ohio State. 
There's other news uh, on the transfer portal front for Ohio State. First of all, another offensive lineman who he talked about as potential incoming transfer, uh, Wyoming guard Emmanuel Pregnan. He committed to USC on Wednesday, so you can cross that one off your list. Uh, that was more of a long shot. That was more of a, you know, hey, a name we had kind of heard is like, yeah, you might keep an eye on that. You may now take your eye off of him. He is at USC now. So uh, another name in the transfer portal, this one going the other direction on the offensive line, Ben Christman, uh, offensive lineman. He was a part of the 2021 recruiting class for the Buckeyes. He is, he just sort of never really found his footing at Ohio State, never really pushed for a starting job. You saw him with the second team some this spring. Seemed like maybe there was some progress there, but not... Not enough, and he has now entered the transfer portal. You know, he was someone, Kevin, who came in and you sort of thought, okay, smaller school might be a little bit of project, a little bit of time to develop, and it just it just seems like it never kind of clicked for Ben Chrisman at Ohio State. Yeah, I was really excited about him coming out of high school. I mean, you do understand that he wasn't necessarily coming out of one of the major powerhouses. He wasn't coming out of St. Ed's or anything like that, but... uh Highly recruited kid, uh, well thought of, ends up being, you know, a top 250 type player nationally, was probably rated a lot higher than that earlier in his, uh, in his recruiting cycle, gets to Ohio State and then just kind of gets stuck in the mud. And with Ohio State's need for offensive linemen, you, you would have thought, okay, well, Ben Chrisman has just got to wait his turn and his turn's coming up and, opportunity knocked and you know the the coaching staff did not really have him in the mix when you look at all at the totality of all of spring practice so uh, that's a pretty strong indication that you're probably not going to get the opportunity because if you can't break through when there are a lot of positions there how are you going to break through once people start locking things down so I think it was probably a move for the best for Ohio State and for Crispin for Crispin to look Elsewhere could end up potentially in the MAC. I mean, look at Kent State, look at Akron, you know, up up by home. But you know, maybe you know, there's a lot of demand right now. It is, it is, it is a seller's market right now in terms of uh, being in the portal. So you never know where you may end up. So you wish the best for for Ben. But Ohio State still technically, if you're using that unofficial uh, account, is over 85 once the summer enrollees get on campus. So I I think we're going to probably be talking about more movement before it's all said and done before we get to the end of the, uh, the portal window. Yeah. It feels like this may not be the last time we're talking about Buckeyes heading out the door, but this is, you know, this is sort of the new norm of college football. There tends to be a lot of movement right after the season. And then again, after spring ball, when you, the spring awakening, as we call it uh, happens where you kind of realize, okay, here's why I'm on the death chart. Here's how many guys I still have to climb over. This may not be the spot where I can get on the field most easily. Uh, Chrisman played nine snaps all season on offense last year uh, for the Buckeyes, all against Indiana. And, you know, he was he has some similarities to the next guy we're going to talk about. Another guy who entered the transfer portal. Chrisman played nine snaps on offense last year. He started as a kind of fringe five star guy and then just sort of slowly moved down the rankings of coming out of high school. Ended up 124th overall in the class of 2021. And that's a little similar to the Caleb Burton story. Burton is a wide receiver out of Texas, but he was a five-star at one point. And then the rankings sort of started, you know, just kind of trending downward a little bit before he got to Ohio State. He finishes the 138-second player overall in the class of 2022. So one year later, eight spots lower, played zero snaps last year, did not play at all this spring. And, you know, I think there was some injury stuff going on there. But, you know, we just, you just, you never really heard his name, even... Even the, the 2022 recruiting class at wide receiver, 
was not as productive as some of the previous ones. And there's lots of reasons for that. And, um, you know, ben, Brian Hartland has talked all about a lot of those reasons. But even among the 2022 class, it felt like you just you never really heard Caleb Burton's name a lot when they were talking about, OK, you know, you heard Caleb Brown, you heard Koju Antwi, you know, you, you heard, uh, you know, other guys in that class and you just you didn't hear Caleb Burton's name as much. So he just he felt like someone who it's, a you know, it feels early to leave after one year. But also, you know, he kind of fits the profile, the type of guy who does end up leaving sometimes. Yeah. And to add, just add to the rest of the 22 class, Keon Gray's being the last member of it. So um, when when Quinn Ewers left, I thought that Caleb Burton was put on a pretty bright, you know, spotlight list of, I mean, is it going to happen or not happen? Because he and uh, Burton and, and Ewers were boys and. When Quinn Ewers leaves to go to Texas, but you know, I think if Caleb Burton would have broken through and would have had 25 catches last year, I mean, it would have been a very different story. But that whole class of 2022 never really could find the field. How are you taking Marvin Harrison Jr. and Mecca Egbuka, et cetera, et cetera, off of the field? But even when Marvin Harrison got hurt in the bowl game, I mean, it's we still didn't see them dipping into the 22 class. So I think a lot of people had eyes on that class as being, you know, maybe we could see some movement, which we have now seen with Caleb Burton leaving. Um, that's the that's one of the downsides, if if you could call it a downside, of of recruiting so well at a position is, you know, opportunity may never knock. I mean, just based on how how the cards are played. I mean, it may not even be a case of you not it not being a case of you being unable to play at your school in terms of talent level, if, if the, if the math just doesn't add up, you may not have that opportunity. So again, it's, I think it's going to be a good opportunity for him to go back maybe in, into Texas or into the Southwest and find somewhere to land. He's, he's plenty talented, plenty capable, um, you know, just a shame for him that it didn't work out at Ohio state. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And one more guy who has already entered the portal this spring. This happened about a week ago, but I don't think we've actually talked about it directly on this show. We mentioned it on a Buckeye Weekly episode, but I don't think we've talked about it on Buckeyes tomorrow morning, so we'll just mention it. Jake Seibert, the place kicker, one of a massive number of place kickers on the team. They have him, they have Parker Lewis, they have Drew Magyar, they have uh, 
Jaden Fielding. I mean, they have they have a bunch of kickers, uh, a couple of scholarship kickers. So that is a very crowded room as well. Jake Seibert entered the portal a little while ago. He didn't play at all last year. He, they had moved him to cornerback at one point. Uh, he was a very, very important piece for them in 2020 when Blake Hobiel was out first with injury and then I think a COVID thing. Uh, he was 16 of 16 on PATs as a true freshman in 2020, one of two on field goals. He played against Rutgers, Indiana, and then in the national championship game against Alabama that year. So Jake Seibert also in the portal. Uh, one final name to know, Jake, a walk-on linebacker Jackson Kuwach also went in the portal. Uh, that does not impact the scholarship numbers, but uh, just another name to know. So, all right, so that will cover the transfer portal news, becoming and going. Now let's talk a little NFL draft. First round of the NFL draft coming up later tonight. Kevin, I am going to put you on the clock. How many Buckeyes are taken in the first round of the draft? And I feel like that's kind of a straightforward answer, so I'm going to complicate it slightly with this. Where do those th- do those three or so Ohio State Buckeyes go later tonight? Who's who's t- who is taking home an Ohio State Buckeye from the first round of the NFL draft? I'm going to say it's going to be four. Um, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to, and we'll get to that now. It has been, as I've said on the board and probably on a couple shows, it's been the stupid season of the uh, NFL draft for the pre- last two weeks and. Uh, all of the character assassination of C.J. Stroud has has been out there, whether or not it's him being a, a no-show to the Manning Passing Academy, which somebody tried to debunk that story, whether or not it's a poor score on the S2 uh, cognitive test, and that story, that's been debunked, maybe. Uh, there are people have thrown out, oh, he's uncoachable, which is very hard for me to believe at this point. Uh, two weeks ago, we're looking at C.J. Stroud being the number one player overall, according to the Vegas odds, and now he's not. And the redditor has Will Levis from plus, you know, plus five thousand to plus four hundred because of some loose comment over there. But um, does Houston go for a quarterback at two? And I don't think Houston can get out of its own way. I think that they're going to make a dumb pick one way or the other. I'm going to say we're going to see CJ Stroud go four to Indianapolis. All right, that's a that's a good a good choice. I am. This is probably me uh, believing in people and institutions a little too much. Uh, I, I'm going to say that the Houston Texans can't possibly be stupid enough to take Will Levis number two. So I will say he goes. Stroud goes number two overall to the Texans. Um, you know, as far as. Me being, you know, I, I'm on Twitter, so believe me, I know that rich people can make stupid decisions, uh, That especially in the year of our Lord, 2023. So, you know, maybe maybe he doesn't go to go there. I saw uh, someone float the idea that maybe the Tennessee Titans trade up to number three and take him there. So, yeah, I, I'm going to say he goes before number four, but uh, that may be me having too many faith, too much faith in uh, people and institutions. So, all right, who who is next off the board for the Buckeyes in your mind? I think conventional wisdom, everybody believes it would be Paris Johnson Jr., but I think that we're going to see the draft go in a situation of where I think that people have been saying throughout this draft, we're not going to see a true number one wide receiver come out of it. Everybody, you know, oh, we like Jackson Smith and Jake, but oh, we like Jordan Addison. Oh, we like Jalen Hyland. Oh, but nobody, there's not, there hasn't been this receiver that everybody said, well, this is the guy that we got to go out and get. So as I'm pulling up my NFL draft order, because you kind of sprung this on me, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that we're going to see a situation of where um, 
I think I think JSN is going to be the next one off the board, and I, I'm not saying that I necessarily agree with that situation. But with that being said, I think that you know I, I have no faith in the Bears either. A picking Paris Johnson Jr. and you know maybe taking Peter Skoronsky, the offensive tackle out of Northwestern, or going in a different direction. I'm going to say that the Houston Texans do not, as I said, will not take C.J. Stroud, but will take JSN number twelve with Cleveland's old pick. All right, uh, I'm going to go with the. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bears. The Bears obviously have a need for tackle. The Bears have a need at wide receiver. The Bears have a need at a lot of stuff that is not quarterback right now. Pretty much everything that's not quarterback in some ways. I'm going to say that Paris Johnson. He he has been kind of linked to the Bears at number nine. I'm sure Justin Fields is putting in a good word for Paris Johnson. So I'm going to say Bears take Paris Johnson at number nine. All right, where's who is the third Buckeye off the board for you? Oh, well, I do think the third Buckeye off the board is going to be Paris Johnson Jr. Um, it's funny because I was reading a lot of drafts and I didn't have, it wasn't even a case of preparing for this show. And I have like Charles Davis's draft in front of me and he actually has Paris Johnson Jr. going ahead of CJ Stroud, has him going number three to Arizona. Not necessarily buying into that one at this point, but um, how about this? How about New England at 14, taking Paris Johnson Jr., uh, Bill, Bill Belichick, and Ryan Day have a little bit of history together, just, you know, just how things work there. The the Patriots, you know, a lot of times they love to trade back and, and, and get picks, so making a top 15 pick for them feels stupid, but a lot of years they're not picking this high. They're generally a much better team when they had that Michigan guy they're under center and doing everything. So I don't think they have the luxury at this point to sit there and try and be the 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 uh the shrewd tradesman at this point. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say fourteen overall, Paris Johnson Jr. New England. All right. That's a that's a good a good uh, landing spot for him if that is where he falls. Uh I'm gonna say Jackson Smith and Jigba. The Packers, as part of that Aaron Rodgers trade, swapped first round picks with the Jets and they just moved up from fifteen to thirteen or something like that. And there was there was a report that that was because they had their eye on Jackson Smith at Jigba and might might uh, try and land him there. So I will uh, I will go with the conventional wisdom there and say Packers at thirteen uh, picking Jackson Smith at Jigba. All right, I I had three Buckeyes in the first round. It seems like the con- you know conventional wisdom, the consensus right now is that Dewan Jones falls sort of early to mid second round, something like that. Is he the fourth Buckeye who you think you think could be a first round pick? He is. I could see him sliding into the very end, like the last five picks of the first round. Uh, you know, six, seven, three, sixty-eight. The reach, the you know, the hands, all of that is going to be too much for some NFL front office to pass up on, in my opinion. A lot of people want to sit there and say him not going through drills at pro day hurt his stock. I don't I don't buy that. I mean, I think that he did everything he needed to at the NFL scouting combine. I don't think that a lot of players on the upper echelon of things need to go through the whole rigmarole again. Um, as I'm looking at the bottom five picks of the draft, I mean, it would make a lot of sense for like the Bengals at 28, but they've tried to reshape their line a little bit. I've had a lot of people tell me that there's some things that they need to address more I mean, obviously, the absence of Joe Mixon, you know, with what what are they going to do at running back? What are they going to do at corner as they try to move on from Eli Apple and some guys like that? So I'm going to say 
the Eagles are going to go a different direction with their earlier pick in the draft, which I believe is 10. And I think they'll probably go Bijan Robinson there, which means wouldn't it be great to have just a gigantic road grader in front of him to be able to uh, make his life a lot easier? So how about a pick 30? We see the Eagles take Dewan Jones. All right. Well, if that happens, it will be a very go birds to us, each and every one. We will find out tonight where those Buckeyes, three, potentially, maybe four Buckeyes are headed later on this evening. And then, boy, is it going to be a busy uh, weekend or so uh, around Columbus with the visit of Josh Simmons, as we talked about, potentially add the Buckeyes adding another piece on their offensive line as well, just like a few NFL teams will be trying to do, to do tonight. And then will there be more Buckeyes headed into the portal? Will there be more guys coming out of the portal to add to this year's Ohio State team? The best place to follow along with all of that stuff will be at BuckeyeHuddle.com. Got lots of uh, lots of reporting going on right now, lots of uh, insight and analysis. Mark Givler has been all over the Josh Simmons thing. We have had a lot of content on our, on our huddle board there. So sign up today to become a member there and get even more information on uh, what could be a very important addition to the 2023 Ohio State football team, as well as a fantastic community, lots of great insight and analysis. And also make sure you check out our YouTube channels, youtube.com slash Buckeye Huddle and youtube.com slash at CFB Playbook. Lots of great content there as well. Uh, just had a Tyler Shoemaker podcast, lots of a uh, little bit of a statistical statistical uh, rating system and insight and analysis on sort of the upcoming football season and all sorts of fun stuff there. A little schematic talk there. And of course, all of our shows, all of our podcasts, all at YouTube.com slash Buckeye Huddle. That will do it for today. Thank you guys all for joining us. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.